This was a really sad episode. <laughs> is this your first time watching The Silence? Oh, no, that's the no, size I've seen before. Oh, okay. I thought we were doing uh, I thought we were doing Thursday. Nope. See you see you next Wednesday for um... Look at the very bottom. All right, theme song. Theme song. Yes. You have me at a disadvantage, Tosin. You're traveling through another dimension, a dimension not only of sight and sound, but of mind. That's a signpost up ahead. Your next stop, Dark Territory. Bordering in Wonderlands, the Twilight Zone Hello, citizens. Welcome to LAW Twilight Zone Review, episode 350. This is a milestone for some reason because it ends in zero. Uh, this is TZ59's 225, The Silence Redux. This was not chosen by any sort of bracket on Twitter. This is no gimmick. I just love this episode and said, hey, it's episode I, 350. Let's do it. I got some good trivia for this episode. Cool. I'm Phoenix West. I'm Frank Lynx. Take, take it. Yeah. The, it's probably the trivia we talked about last time. I don't think so. I do. What was it? Um... Francho Tone's face injury. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, yeah, that's fine. It, it is definitely the most interesting bit of trivia. Uh, they still shot in three days. God damn it! That's right. If, that's crazy. It works too. Yeah, they do a really good job. And it makes it makes the episode more interesting visually. Kids, you see, you saw his profile. I started watching these just with commentary instead of watching the episode. Yeah, because as, as you should, yeah. I've already seen the episodes a thousand yeah. times. And there's like two or three commentaries on some of the episodes. Yeah, there's one in this one. Did you watch the yeah. commentary at all, Frank, or the, watch the episode again? Just the episode. Okay. I, I already know all the trivia, though. Yeah, yeah, we talked about that extensively. Here's, well, some, deep, great. Well, here's, the, here's some deep trivia for you. Out of the 15 actors that were in the room when he, uh, you know, before and after the bet, all dead um no uh seven of them this was their last credit uh acting credit wow it was not weird. jonathan harris's last credit obviously well they made a good point in the uh discussion on the commentary where it was like they're talking about this was an old like an old boys club and every member was very old or even the staff is old so it was sort of kind of visually explaining this is the end of an era like these types of Men of of ill of of high regard and esteem were going to the dinosaurs, and it's pretty much at the end of the episode revealed that he has no money, and like he's broke and he's not going to give the guy the money for the bet. Spoiler alert! But it's like that was the point of the episode was to sort of give that visual sense that this is an era gone by yeah. that is done, and it's like you know probably good riddance because a bunch of old. Fucking assholes what? getting together, making crazy bets, and fucking up people's lives. <laughs> it's one of those episodes I want to watch and go into the kitchen or like the staff room and listen to those because undoubtedly black dudes trash talk these white guys. Well, was there black guys though in the in the uh, in this episode? No, no, but but you know there you know just outside that door there's two guys waiting there like, oh, sh- <sighs> <stupid>. motherfucker. <laughs> You want your salmon today, motherfucker? Yeah, there's got to be... Sam, I'll shoot my ass. It, it's... Okay, so... Yes, to what you're alluding to, this is a, a bygone era now, luckily. And at this time, it was a bygone era, really. There's still, right, like, country the, yeah. clubs with a bunch of crusty old white dudes that... Yeah. Now they just play the stock market instead of whatever the fuck these guys do. <laughs> I think they still play with... Tony McGuire still plays Bit, with people. Bitcoin. Yeah, Bitcoin probably. Well, that's a young man's game. All the Bitcoin billionaires are like are like twenty to thirty. Not too many old people with Bitcoin. My wife yesterday tried to explain NFTs to me, and I'm like, "Oh, that's the worst thing in the world! What a fucking scam that is!" I was like, "How does some kid bought the rights to Tom Brady's last throw?" And I'm like, "The NFL owns that. What is the point of owning? I don't understand it." But he can still sell it in his little microverse for yeah. four hundred thousand dollars if someone's willing to pay that. That's why I go. The only upside of this is resale for another useless person. Well, that's the thing. This has been happening for a long time though, because like I think Korea it started over there with like their because Korea is always ahead of us with online gaming and all this shit. 
they had like a meta world constructed where they had their own commerce and their own dollar and it was basically bitcoin before bitcoin and they were already doing that with nfts like you can buy you know spaceships and shit in this fictional world for real money and like and if you had a nice you know built up spaceship you could sell it for like five grand cash i mean like it's real money like people would buy this shit and it's it's people do buy this shit it's it's kooky it's the same as cryptocurrency it's really the same same principle yeah yeah it's just uh but you're selling currency um it's an idea a little safer because governments can't touch it i don't know about nfts though i would assume it's the same either yeah i would assume it's the same no but either way stupid non-fungible fungible call me that That's what NFT means, non-fungible. I thought it was non-fuckable trolls, because you got to be non-fuckable, non-fuckable. Stupid. The hot dog flaming water. So, maybe in twenty years it be it, it might matter, but not now. It's it's like the idea of something, and that's well, all that, it will ever be. That's all money is is an idea. Yes, but it's like margin call. But with money being backed by the government. Yeah, well, but, even but that's government. not backed up by anything real. Yeah, but governments can come and go. That's, they that's fall the all the time. Yeah, that's the thing. So that, that that that's why you might as well just get Bitcoin. I mean, well, that's what on margin call when uh, when uh, what's his name, uh, bad guy from Die Hard with Vengeance, Jeremy Irons. See, because I can go on Google Images and just copy paste this fucking dumb pictures and have it if I want it. And but technically, that's illegal because they own the copyright and you don't. Well, sure. So is downloading, and so is you know taping a vi- a, a, a TV yeah. show. But I mean, you, nobody's you, enforcing it, so who cares? Well, yeah. And technically, you can't even take a picture of a piece of art in a museum. If they allow pictures, you can't take a picture because you don't own it. Well, yeah, and I can go on Google Maps, right, or Google yeah. Maps, and get every picture. It's crazy. Every picture yeah. of it. Question: That's a wacky world of technological advancement. Yeah, but I can't copy a Bitcoin. That's my point. Question about the NFTs: What's to stop me from going? Oh, wait, no. I also own that last Tom Brady throw. I think you have to have like a, like a COA certificate what? of authenticity. From who? Exactly. They just they just make one up. If for, it's for decentralized and non-government <laughs> regulated. That's, that's the point. It, it, it's, you can't own 25 of the same items, I guess, because people actually buy like comics. I know NFTs are comics. Like you can buy the first Spider-Man. And like you could, I think there's like 300 available, and people have already bought them up. And like you could sell them for two grand if you really wanted to. It's fucking crazy. Instead of having a comic, you can have a picture of one, a, a digital rendering of one, which everybody could get no matter what. I I hate this world. I hate it. I want the white men back in their bar, back in their clubs, making bets on people not talking for a year. Do you remember Frank when you chose Bitcoin? On podcast, podcast. And I was like, Frank wants to get into Bitcoins. That's why he's making us listen to these. Well, Perry, Perry could have gotten in on that. He would have been ahead $100 million right now if he said he would have taken his money invested in it, and he didn't. So he says, like, yeah, whatever. It's the way it goes. Yeah, I didn't believe in it then. I still don't, but it's, I would have been $100 million richer right now. Fucked up. He done fucked up. I remember when they, okay, let's, let's focus on this episode, really. Because it is a great well, one. It, it kind of goes hand in hand with this episode. Yeah. We're talking about dying. We're these guys, and the Bitcoin in, in, bandits are the next group that comes in to clean up after us. Clear our corpses free of that uh, I'm, I'm men's lodge. My, my, I'm going to cut my voice box to make a bet work in my NFT world. I got to give Jackson his juice box. Okay. Jackson has a juice box. Dad, he got a squeeze in his mouth. So while he's gone, I will mention that the... Uh, Oh, they do show the staff dude, the the old white dude with the yeah. Hair. Okay, so I originally was mistaking him for the guy from Seconds. Right, he is not. Okay, I mentioned this on a several podcasts, and finally yes, today have. I was like, "It's sec." No, the other guy's like really plain looking, but it's you this could guy buy right here. Him. If he was an NFT, you could own him. I could own his. You could this own is his the life. guy from Seconds. Yes, there he looks like. Uh... Almost, what's his name? Uh, the warden. Brownish. Yeah. Oh, not the warden, bit. but yeah, I had the same thought. No. Yeah. <laughs> Little Clancy Brownish. <clears throat> yeah, it's a. Uh, 
I was so wrong. So horribly yeah, wrong. Well, that happens sometimes. You, you think one guy's one guy, and it's just... They all yeah, and I've seen the, this a thousand uh, times. I've seen seconds two thousand times, but anyway. Right, yeah. Well, now, I, you know, I, I finally realized, because you always say it's called seconds, and it's about, like, second chances at life. Yeah. I always just thought it was seconds as in timing. Like no, it's minute, like, all their seconds live. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Now I get I was just like, I never made that connection. Like, why didn't I make that connection before? Well, the tagline is, it's a second obvious. chance to live, a second chance to die. Right, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. That, that is a really interesting concept. And before, I think that's why it was turning me off. I was like, I don't care about time. No. Because, <laughs> about seconds. That's boring. No, but so I was wrong about that. Uh, but this episode is shot like I hate to say his name, but a Frankenheimer episode. I brought this up previously. <laughs> I was waiting for that. Well, well it, it's it is well shot. It's yeah. a great. It's a great, great directed episode. It's really it's well shot done. exactly like his movies yeah. in the sixties. And, yeah. and again, three fucking days they shot this, and one of the days every episode fucking... was shot in three days. Why not? Yes, I'm but, saying three three days. That's insane to but think like, about that. Some episodes you watch and you go, set. yeah, it's three days. Like the hitchhiker. Still. She's yeah. sitting in a car going, yeah. The voiceover booth was one whole day. Yeah. That must have just, you know what I mean? Some episodes you could tell it was shot in three days and you're like, yeah, that was pretty generic. And, and, and granted, it's 22 page script. I mean, is it a 20, what, 20, epi- 20 minute episode? Oh, this is Rod Roughly. Sterling. It's probably 35 pages. 24 pages, if that. Now, think know. about all his long monologues. Granted, but they're pretty. They're pretty quickly read. I mean, they, yeah. They're. I think you're still following the pad, the minute pattern. Like you, the dialogue will. But go if they're quickly the read, time. you're proving my point. Well, that's what I mean. It, it's all formatted, but every script page is a minute. That's the point. So I'm sure they're 24 minutes. I'm well, sure. Well, I mean, the main protagonist can't even talk. So. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that. So this script was only 15 pages. Asshole. Oh, I can look up a script. Here we go. Yeah, check it out. Here's the original like? episode, 38 pages. Ooh. Wow. I told okay. you Rod writes Rod writes in like direction and like Well, that's what that's probably what the direction. That's what I'm saying, doing. like Rod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I say it's most yeah. people write, you know, page a minute, but Rod, you know, yeah. he loves to write. And he just So that's the first Maybe. episode is 38 pages. Wow. I just pulled up the whole script right there. That was that was so quick. Did you NFT it? Ooh. You better fucking buy all the Twilight Zone scripts. Should I? Right now. Before it's too late. Do I? Who do I buy it from? That's what I, I don't I understand. No, I, I don't get it. Crazy old man there, Phoenix is losing his fucking mind over here. It, it's you're gonna go to Tron World and it's Tron guarding the NFTs. You need to fight him for it for whatever it is you want. A Wreck It Ralph two where he breaks the internet. Yeah, pretty much. And they reference Tron because it's very similar to Tron. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. It's a Disney movie. Yeah, both Disney. Tron Legacy. There's, there's a sequel we're never going to get. There are stores you can walk into and buy them. In the States? Hmm. I'm sure. I wouldn't doubt it. Some shady, dark alley, like Diagon <laughs> yeah. Alley and from Harry yeah. Potter. No, but... Like Times Square in New York. You want to buy a boy? <laughs> what? No, the boy. It's a painting. I have an NFT. I picture you going, all right, here's... Ten thousand real dollars, and the guy goes like this. All right, there you go. I just sent it to you. I just, yeah, it's totally up here, man. I just sent it over to you. Wait a minute, I, thanks, you man. Your phone out. I just sent it to you. I just thought the idea. Now you own it. Get I'm gonna out. sell that same thing to this guy. Well, yeah, hold on for five for five thousand. Yeah. Oh, you whatever give me twenty bucks. I'll give it to you. Honestly, whatever goes in his pocket. I got I got <laughs> thoughts on the same thing over and over and over. I can... how much how much you got on you. Shaking their. How pockets. much you got? <laughs> I said that was that the Beyond Belief episode with Rip Taylor. Oh yeah. How much you got? <laughs> I was like, that sounds familiar, but I couldn't figure it out. That's all right. So, the NFT. silence. It's a great, a great episode. It's in my and top I've five. Seen this one before, yeah. It's it's a good episode, I, and it's not science fiction. It's not fantasy. It's not supernatural. It's basically a drama between about three men. Really, you got Captain Doctor Smith from Lost in Space, Jonathan Harris, the, the Frenchman who got the shit kicked out of him, Franco Tone, trying to fuck a young girl. And you got Liam and Sullivan, then, and you got the other guy who looks like uh, Rod, Sur- the handsome Rod Surly. Yeah, uh, I, I've seen him in stuff too. He's very. He almost looks like the 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 guy from the next episode, the captain that comes down from this rocket ship. Well, you kind know him similar. from Star Trek, right? I would assume he's in Star Trek. Plays Parman. 
That doesn't mean anything to me. The I, last got Tom the... I, oh. I got Tom Elliott reading the uh, <gasps> uh, the the Sterling original intro. I think. Okay. Wow. Oh, hold is on. That, is Don't... that an NFT? I do want to show one thing. The last thing that this guy was in, Liam Sullivan, he died in '98. Let's see what the last thing in he was in was. What's George Good Wallace? Job. What's that? George Frankenheimer movie. Yay! We did it. We did it again. Congratulations. Segregation now. Segregation forever. Why is he not credited as a director on here? Who? Um, Frankenheimer. It should be on there. It's it should be, but it's not. Where the hell is he? That's weird. Oh, because the episodes. It's technically a TV movie. Oh, so we got a part yeah. one. Nope. But he directed all of them. That's strange. What the shit? He's not on here at all. Full cast and crew. I just clicked on that. He's not there. Yeah, that's weird. What the shit? Maybe it's a glitch. No! I'm... Nobody cares about John oh, Frankenheimer. Oh, Mayor Winningham. Yay! Joe Don Baker. There you go. Angelia Jolie again. That's right. He worked with her there. twice. And Gary Sinise yeah. from two Reindeer Games alum. Mark Ralston's in it. Uh, but he was also in that. His his top four here: Star Trek, Twilight Zone, obviously Magic Sword, Man from Uncle. There you go. But he looks like a stuffy Centurion man. Yeah, so that's, that's the famous episode where I think uh, they make uh, Kirk and Uhura kiss. Yeah, he was in that episode. Some black tank. Let's hear from Tom Elliott and his original intro. Rod's original intro. Let's hear that from Frank's phone. Before he cut it down. ...is that Seagal directed the first episode of the TV show Combat, starring Vic Morrow. Vic Morrow, of course, died tragically on the set of the Twilight Zone movie on July 23rd, 1982. But only the year before, on the 22nd of May, 1981... Seagal had been killed in a helicopter incident while filming the television movie World War Three. Wow. His helicopter landed in the grounds of the Timberline Lodge, which was the exterior location for the film The Shining. When he exited the helicopter, he was so preoccupied with his work that he walked straight into the rear rotor and died from his injuries. But by yeah, okay, that wasn't what I thought it was, but yeah. That's was... still pretty good. That's pretty good uh, information for this episode. We've talked about that before. We had talked about it before, though. Yeah, but it is, you can't it's beat very... it from Tom's voice. No, he's yeah. so nice. It's, so like, nice. it's like velvet it, it, through through your ears. It really is. Helicopter blade. <laughs> like, oh. You, mean, you had an eargasm right there. He was so preoccupied. <laughs> it's a man I don't begrudge for having the number one Twilight Zone podcast. I listen to it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I listened to both episodes about both these shows tonight just to freshen up on everything. Oh, yeah. I'm going to listen to this one. And The Pwn, of course. Yeah. The Pwn. Which, I like them. I, well, The Pwn is I'm done with their episodes, so I just don't go back. I always and they're go done. back. Well, Tom does four episodes a year, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's true. Well, there you go. We do four. We do two, four, six, eight, ten or so a month. I think we do more than that. Well, some you know, sometimes we do three a week, but on average, Shit. two, four, six, eight, two a week. We're the hardest working people in podcast. I'd say ten to twelve a month. We, we don't really do that many. No, we do a lot of Twilight Zone though. We, we do a lot of stuff. Yeah, can't deny us that. You can't deny that, you son of a bitch. Fuck you, Tom. Oh, sorry. Wait, this took a really weird turn. <laughs> Tom Savini, fuck you. Do you have the clip or no, Frank? That no, was it. was the clip. No. It was, uh, I think, um, on Thursday we leave from home is the one where he, he, he says the uh, the extended version. Oh, I okay, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, Boris Seagal did direct this one. Because yeah, I recorded that like two weeks ago. Katie Seagal's mama. Yeah, yeah. Father. Father, thank you. That's how that works. <laughs> wow. You said mama. I sure did. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, I granted, in this day and age, maybe he was. I don't know anymore. I, I was thinking of uh, my favorite birthing, horror movie, Mama. We have birthing people now, so I can't you know, can't argue with you. It might have been a mama. I don't Do, know. It, you know what's a really weird prequel to Mama is Ma. 
it Ma, it didn't uh, work. the one with with uh, with Octavia Spencer. Yeah, Octavia Spencer. I don't know how she turned into a, a long, lanky white ghost, but well, I, I don't I don't get the tie-in. That, well, Frank, right? This is freaky. <laughs> that was freaky, Dick. We er er it. Bling, bling, water, bing, bang. But it was like doing an auto tune where it was raising the octave. <laughs> ma, ma. Hold on. She crazy. Ma, ma. Hold on one second. I'm gonna try something. Now he's delayed as shit. All right, talk. Ma, ma. All right, leave oh, this. Leave done. the studio for a second and uh, come right back. You are wow. so delayed. I, 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 uh, <laughs> Let me see if I can catch up. Hold on. I did like hearing his what? Clink. Clink. Mama killed the man. So, yeah, Borskull. I directed a bunch, and the. Cyril Delvanti, sorry, is the butler dude in this episode. He's in like the most Twilight Zone out of any actor. I think it was in seven, six, maybe five. Yeah, he's in a ton. It's crazy. Yeah, but he, he was like the butler in four of them. <laughs> yeah. We're talking about the butler. Talk, Dick, talk. What? There we go. No. <laughs> We're no. good. So he was in. All right, let's find Twilight Zone because he was in all the seasons pretty much. He was in five episodes: Passage on Lady Anne, which is the episode after on Thursday we leave for home; Piano in the House, which fucking sucks; The Silence, which is great; Penny for Your Thoughts, which is fine; and then Time Enough at Last, obviously, which is in the top three for people. Actually, probably the top episode for people. Most people. That's probably the most well-known episode. So what's your thoughts about this episode, Phoenix? Do you like it? Do you hate it? It gives me a heart on. Does it? That was a heart. Heart on. <laughs> no, I, I, I love the fact that they tell you what the ending is going to be. So the whole time you're just going, all right, he's not going to pay him. He's not going to pay him. Because Jonathan Harris's character is like, do you have the money? He's like, don't question me. How dare you? Do you have the money? Are you really sure you want to do this? So you're just all the... And originally, that f- bothered me, because I knew the ending. But I realized the first-time viewer who doesn't know the ending, that's the trick. Is they're yeah, getting you focused like, on that. Ev- like, even if he made it the whole... Well, which he would have made it the whole year, right? He cheated to do it. Right? So he wouldn't have won the money anyway, even if the guy had the money. I think he, he would have left his thing on there and be he like... He would have told him, yeah, that's the whole point of that. That's why he showed him, showed him the thing. Okay, I guess. Yeah, sure. Because he didn't have a pre-written note. Right. I mean, this is one of the rare Twilight Zones that has no sci-fi in it, no nothing. That's why I love it so much. This is one of the... This is the uh, the twist. This is the twist within a twist uh, episode. Yeah, this is the rare Rod got away with two twist bullshit. But it it works because you're thinking of how he's going to quelch on his bet, uh, the, the rich dude. And you're yeah. like, oh, he's in the club. Oh, oh, he doesn't have money. Maybe. Oh shit! I wonder how this guy's gonna react when he finds out. And then you think, doesn't you think fucking Rod's matter. Wife got pissed at him. Like, are you talking about me, motherfucker? <laughs> yeah. Am I frail and frail in just two different words? <laughs> yeah, he says a frail and fragile is the same fucking. Yeah, I, sc- I screamed the same thing at my TV when I was watching this because I was listening to the commentary with Mark Scott Zickery, and. No, I'll talk about it in the next episode. But Mark Shazukri is talking, and I'm, I have the subtitles on so I can follow along as well. And I'm like, those are the same fucking thing. Yeah. Th- that's the same thing. Fragile Rod, and frail? Come on. Rod does not know how to wax poetic about, like, anything. Like, like remember in uh, Game of Pool, he's like, sure, I've done things. I've walked uphill. Like, <laughs> I've worn short pants. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> I, I put two shoes on. Like, <laughs> What, Rod? You oh my live. God, you're so right. I forgot about that. <laughs> I've walked uphill. I've worn short pants. Yeah, it's what? like... He's not wrong. 
so I guess every, not, but it's okay. just, he doesn't know how to wax poetic about anything. <laughs> like with the man is such a, a vibrant vocabulary of, of how to just put someone down in like the worst possible oh, way. Oh yeah. He doesn't know how to talk someone up or like make them like I said, wax poetic about their, their life or anything. He doesn't know how to do it. He waxes like, poetic nonstop. He just can't if if it's, it's a very if, specific yeah, failing it, he has. If it's negative, he's all over it. If it's positive, he doesn't know what that means. If it's, it's not, copy or positive, he's a lost he's a duck on ice. It's not empathetic. <laughs> it's not uh, emotional. Hey, I it's saw ducks clinical. on ice win championships think to thanks to Emilio Estevez, okay? That's so true. watch and your fucking mouth. Got addicted to meth. Yeah. I just made it up. I was thinking myself like that. Uh... <laughs> well, I think that's what people say about Christopher Nolan. They call him a cold writer because everything he does is very clinical and cold, and there's never any like real warmth in his movies. But there is. But there is, but people don't see it. People judge him for that reason. The problem is he has <clears throat> Hans Zimmer, right, does his music. Yeah, yeah. He saves him so hard by having those emotional moments, like have emotional music. Because, like, uh, can you imagine? I would, I'd like to watch a flat, like someone did that ET, where it's just the sound effects and it's so boring. Yeah. Like, I want to see Christopher Nolan without the Zimmer score. What during like uh, Inception, when he's talking about like his wife, just, just silence. I think it'd be okay. I think the problem with Inception is that the music is overbearing. When it really kicks in, it's just like yeah. bong bong. But, but with that movie, it doesn't bother me because the point of it, the music, right. is actually in the plot. Right, it's just yeah. a slow down version of the same song, and which is the point of what they're doing. So it actually, makes sense there. But like Interstellar without the music, it'd be so flat. Yeah. Yeah, I get uh, Interstellar. Uh, no. Interstellar is a good movie. It's just not great. No, it's the weaker one. I I would say it got away from itself towards the end of it, and the bookshelf scene. No, that's well, that's fine. Well, mm. I mean, you know, how can you honestly predict what's inside of a black hole? So I I I mean, that's a very tough thing to do. I get it. Well, that's that's suspension of disbelief. I yeah. think the problem that anyone had with Interstellar was the whole ending, where it's like, oh, by no, the, the way, the you Matt love Damon Anne plot. Hathaway. Yeah, the Matt Damon plot is what killed the movie. What about well, the robot? The robots were cool. I like the robots. No, I like the robot. I mean, it was a throwback to Hal, so yeah. that's what I liked about it. No, I'm making fun of the movie, but I also like the movie a lot. Yeah, I, was right. like I just twice. didn't like the Matt Damon plot. I, I, I need to rewatch it. It's been it, a long time. It, you know, it, The Matt Damon plot didn't work, and the whole mm. love transcends thing didn't work. If they would have kept those out, I thought the movie would have done better. The second part you mentioned there is the point of the movie which is what bothers me love is bigger than gravity love will make you time travel love i'm I'm, I'm sorry if if we're looking for a planet to move to i don't think around a black hole is where we would look it just doesn't make any fucking sense well well now go through the the black black, hole no the the black hole just appeared remember that's how they they found out about it it appeared because it was sent to no, the, the wormhole the past. The wormhole yeah. here, the black hole didn't appear. No, but they that knew, was how they that's they how knew they got it was a Matthew McConaughey in there because they made it. The future made it. The black they hole? Knew, they knew how there. to they know they knew how to access the black hole and make the construct inside the black hole yeah, to get the, him through the time. The wormhole space. is what, what appeared, not the black hole. Well they needed a black hole to do it. You know what I did love though? Do what? To have the wormhole. They went back and made the wormhole appear so they can go through it themselves. Yeah. I think is what Dick is saying, right? Because they were so far advanced <clears> they could create their own black holes and wormholes and they put them all together in a nice little package. I just really like the whole time aspect, the time dilation. Uh, I was right. just going to say, my favorite scene yeah. in that movie is when they go onto the planet and they come back to yeah. their ship and that black dude is like 50 yeah, years older. Like tw- I love 20 that. 20 years later, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, and, and, and that's just on uh, what's-his-face's due diligence of having Kip Thorne uh, you know, yeah. part of it. Like, he actually asked a person in the know what would... I mean, because that like, people forget, like, that movie was done before we ever got that picture of the black hole, so we didn't really know what it looked like. And He was really close. Well, Christopher Nolan is nothing if not a stickler for... That's why I like his movies. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's why I like it. He's not the greatest character writer. But no, he's, but he's, he's like most, a... most of the time, character writers aren't sticklers for, like, like Rod. Exactly. Rod is, 
Rod's never been a writer that was a stickler for details because I've found so many holes in his shit, but he doesn't care. Like he, he's more he's more of a character writer and like more obsessed with the whole overall story. theme of everything. Tell well, the when story. You when you have to find those details, you have to jump through a play glass window. Yeah. That's what That's I, how that works. I'm glad you finally got the quote right. It took you long exactly. enough. Yeah. yeah. But I but I do agree. Frank uh you're saying that he's not a stickler for details. With the science, but Christian Owen knows yeah, enough. Like, he knows I his like weaknesses, so he gets people to come in because he can afford it with his budgets. Yeah, because yeah, oh, yeah. like, I'm inherently the type of person that just rips shit apart when I say it. Yeah. You know, and if it doesn't make any sense to me, then I'm like, fuck this. Yeah, you're a sack of shit. We all know. I know. Yeah. So when there's directors out there that will do something and it's, you know, makes sense, it makes me respect it more. I yeah. Guess. Well, hey, I named my son after him. Or was that Jonah? I think you named it after Jonah, not Chris. Jonah? What's funny is we didn't name my Jonah son no, anybody. His brother. John. Jonah no, that's what we called him. John, no, Jonah I named him a, a little bit of both. Yeah. No, I love... John Nolan did Westworld, so that's why you yeah. love... No, I Chief. love... Memento's my f- second favorite movie, so... Yeah. She said Jackson, and I was like, yeah, that worked. Like, <laughs> for for Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson. I, I wanted an Irish fit. name. I liked it. And I had Nolan on the brain from before because I was going to name a dog Nolan whenever I got a next dog, but never came about. Because so like, yeah, let's name yeah, our son that. I hate, I hate my name, and my name was named after somebody else. So I didn't really want to put too much stock in it. After a name. pope? Or my dad, whatever. Yeah. Oh, okay. Close my, enough, uh, right? my, my name could have been Bo or Jonathan. That was the two other picks. You, you lucked out we by not getting Bo. Something. We were just looking for a name that when we said it, it just kind of felt right. Yeah, and you could Jackson's call me Bobo. Right. So we stuck with it. And that was it. I just kind of said you can put whatever wacky Chinese and Hawaiian name in the middle. I get to choose the first name because that you're, that's it for life, man. Like, Nolan Nolan Spam Pineapple. Yes, Spam. His name is all right. Here's his full name: Nolan Ten Thousand Pound Bomb. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Not Japanese. Nolan Nainoa Wong Sun West. Wang Sun? Wang Sun. W O. Oh, I want some Wongs. <laughs> I want some Dip Wongs. some <laughs> curry. Some cheese. Come cream cheese Wong tall. Cream of some young guy West. John John <laughs> Wow West. Uh, no, but uh, Wow Wow West. Jim West. So the. I love, I know, I love every shot in this episode. Yeah, it's a very nicely done. Well, they're very cinematic, and that's what's nice about Twilight Zone. But especially because well, they're all done that way, because like TV was like, they didn't understand that all, all you need was three camera system, uh, close up, wide, medium. Like, that's it. That's all you need. But these were like, well, why not have the you know camera come in through the roof? Into yeah. the inner room. I think it was a lack of really anything else to do. That's yeah. Somehow. And they thought just bigger. And now we're so smaller because we think the screen is so much smaller. If people are thought, people make well, things to plus, watch on phones now. It's like not the same thing at all. Well, plus Tone and him, you know, basically fucking everybody's wife in the valley. We kind of forced their hand in that one. Tone Loke? Me? Oh, to, uh, the French guy? Yeah. Oh, French Tone? Gotcha. Sorry. I thought you were talking to me. Um, <laughs> he's fucking everybody's wife in the valley. Yes, in the valley. In the valley. I never wanted this for you. In that's, the valley of Eli. That's my uh, uh, impression from Yellowstone. Oh, the other trivia I, I, I picked up on from Tone is uh, he's the reason the um, uh, the Academy has the um, supporting best supporting actor award. Oh, interesting. Wow. Because one year he was he, he, he was gonna win best actor, but someone else won it, and there was a big to do about that. So the very the, next year they put supporting actor in there. He, so. he was the original Dark Knight, exactly, which made him go, "Oh, we should nominate more than five movies a year." Okay, right. And now we do that every so often, just in case of a bad. No, it's not movies. nominating five movies. It's nominating best actor and best supporting actor. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying, Frank? No, they used to do that though. Back in the day, they did used to nominate more than five movies. Yeah, though. but oh, for yeah. forty, back in the or old sixty days. years. Yeah, for sixty years they didn't. Yeah, they kept yeah. it at five. 
Yeah. And it was rigid. It's like, what, yeah, what if yeah. there's 10 great movies that year? Come on. I'm glad they finally changed it. But it took. Well, there usually is, too. It took I mean, Dark Knight not getting nominated for them to go, oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. People and are angry. But now they fucked up every time they did it. And as long it's... as you go up and smack a comedian, you'll win. Well, no, he got kicked out of the, he got kicked out of the uh, Academy. Of and that. to be fair, he was already a winner before he smacked him. They just yeah, didn't open the envelope yet. We already knew he was going to win. This was the most fucking easy, predictable Oscar ever. I wish I had money on it. I would have won all the money. You know what's weird? Like, Being a biopic. Really something predetermined. It's like betting on wrestling. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. It's just, if you know who won the PGA award, the DGA, if the they WGA. They had betting on the Grammys. Do you know how fucking corrupt that shit would get? <laughs> More than I, I, What we used to do in the bar, like you go to the bar and you'd have the... the the, I'm talking uh, like Vegas shit. Like I'm not talking. Well, shit, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I'm talking about just cash money, whatever. You know, that'd be ten thousand dollars. I can win like a hundred bucks. It's enough. That's fine. You know, the Oscars got bad when they say we got ten nominees this year, and I go, I've seen one of those movies. Well, that's the problem. Yeah, you know, they don't care. They don't care about the wider as, audience. As long anymore. as nobody heard of the Best Picture, it'll win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Coda. Coda. Are you fucking kidding me. Are you kidding And I have me? a problem with the phrase coda because a child of deaf adults? Why? That's a little redundant. Pa- parents? I don't... Cope? Could... Uh, co- it's just because it says the word coda when you read it out. Like, what child is a child of child children? So, why specify it? I don't understand. COD, Call of Duty. Let's do child of deafs, well, deafsies. It, it... It is the land of uh, the very extreme minority ruling shit. So, uh, it's true. That's what it is. Oh, sorry. Let's let's hear from. Uh, I know that left Twitter has something to say to you. Frank, Jesus! Can't you ever shut up? The, yeah, mu- okay. the music Used is what makes left it. Twitter. Used to be left Twitter. Used to be left. What? Elon Musk just bought it. Yeah, yeah. We talked about that on Saturday. Okay. After you left. People need to <laughs> grow a fucking pair. And maybe yeah. deal with an idea you don't agree with. Yeah, and just ignore it. On. Yeah, and it's funny that once Elon Musk makes it possible for that to happen, people lose their fucking shit. It's hysterical. Well, that's the point. Yeah. People love their echo chambers. Yep. That's and, why and, I only watch this. That's why I listen to this podcast. And here's I always Speech bitch about. It's okay to be free as long as it's what you believe. In. Exactly. That's that's yeah. my that's the only fuck. Not even the main. The only issue. That's why Elon bought it. He goes, yeah, fuck you. Like I don't. He's not. He's not a white nationalist. But he's like, their voices are American, right? Okay. You, know, you don't have to agree with them. I, I, I totally don't fucking agree with them. I don't. Yeah. It's, but yeah, all you have to do is go is like ignore. You know, like, I don't agree Block. with what you say, sir, but I will fight to the death for you. Yeah. yeah, Ricky Gervais said that many times. Yeah, yeah. I forget who came up with that. I think. Well, I think it's Ricky Gervais said it. He quoted it at least. I know that. Yeah, he quoted it, but I don't before know who that, said well, it. Maybe Bill Maher said it originally. No, no. it's an old. Ass it's quote. an old, old one. Yeah. yeah Rod Serling, maybe. Rob Zerloin did it. Was it Rob Zerloin? Years ago, man. <laughs> um. Let's see. Well, free speech is only like the last, what, 100 years? Oh, really? okay. 300. It gets more interesting because it was a biographer, Evelyn Beatrice Hall, of what she thought Voltaire was thinking. So I don't know if that's a quote from like Voltaire's Candide, the book. I've read or it. That, or, 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 the, or that's the oldest um, published version of it, maybe. Yeah, but he wrote that book a long fucking time ago. Voltaire, yeah, it was like 100 years ago. Yeah. I have the book and I read it a long time ago. It's not that it's fucking thin. I got the Marquis de Sade. Yeah. I got to read. We we read them like seventh grade. I think. Yeah, I got the Mark the Marquis de Chardet to read. I got to watch that one. Very right. different. Wow. I know, but it's still old. I'm gonna read it. And see, a little thin. It's thin. Isn't that the book about uh like fucking? Yeah, kids like dirty fucking. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Dirty shit. fucking. I, I, it I, is, it's pedophilia. Dude. I, I haven't read it. Hey, our show's name or our our network is named after something a pedophile wrote. It, it, it was a quarter at the thrift store. That's why I bought it. It's, it's banned in like most countries in the world. <laughs> Alice well, in so Wonderland. Is, was, so is okay. Tropic of Cancer. I got that too. They they blocked so, the yeah. whole line. Tropic of Cancer. Well, yeah, I think they 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 blocked uh, 
uh, sexist, nextist, the rest of us, whatever the, the trilogy was he made. Henry Miller. The only reason I know about that he book played Superman. Was, I don't know what that is. Go, yeah. I tell you what, though, no, Henry Miller, though, say what you like. He, he don't write narrative, but he's a fucking good writer. It's just like his way that he like just writes is so fucking cool. <clears throat> you know who I hate reading? Um, why am don't I blanking on Bu- his name? Don't say Bukowski. No, the American writer who blew his brains out. The, the most famous one. Hemingway. Hemingway. Yeah. The man writes fifteen pages in a row of just dialogue. Is it? And I'm like, fucking come on. I haven't read any him. I, I, we had to read Old Man in the Sea, and it was fucking boring as hell. But like, so. that's how you get through I, pages. No, my most hated writer is um, what the fuck's his name? But eventually, uh, sorry, you think Josh, about it, Frank. I want to say, eventually, you forget which one's which. You're Wrong, reading really? just reading is on the list. I'm like, I forgot who the fuck is talking because he doesn't say Susan said. He just says quote 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 quote, and you're like, wait, who? You have to like <laughs> mark that in your fucking book to those you forget. Right. Who wrote Carcosa? Uh, you mean Yellow King or? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Off the top of my head, I don't know. You know, Nemo and Point Nemo. Oh. Yeah, yeah. The Yellow King. The Yellow King. <sighs> Carcosa. You're with me now, Carcosa. That's true, Detective, but yeah. Yeah, I know. That's what it's like. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and also, um, they were making. Robert fun of Chambers. He ripped, no. he ripped off somebody else. Yellow I King. I think he ripped off of this other writer that had the same, uh, he had the exact same taste and the same kind of. Yeah, it was Carcosa. It was, um, uh, fuck. I mean, he's really well known. He's famous as fuck. Not Pynchon. No. Weird, weirdo fucker. Uh, really fucking weird writer, man. Not uh, Holden. No. I don't, all I find is Robert Chambers. No. He wrote The King in Yellow, which is used for True Detective. Right, yeah, King in Yellow. Then, no, I'm thinking of someone else then. Okay. Um, Carcosa might be a poem. Maybe you think it's a poem? Robert W. Chambers wrote this about Shadows of Lynx and Carcosa. Stranger oh. Lost his Carcosa. Jim Carcosa lost Carcosa. No, True Detective was, was based on him and that other guy. It's both, not just one guy. It was him Can we talk about the people. silence? We, we did. It's done. Yeah, now it's bugging me. I can't fucking remember his name. You're going to remember in the next episode. Uh, hold on. It'll let's pop up let's look up True Detective Carcosa and... You'll find Nietzsche, probably. <laughs> Who the fuck is that Nietzsche? Shut the fuck up. While the antlers. Nothing. While the antlers. I know George R. R. Martin quotes him a bunch. Says that he was his main influence. Lord Umbridge. Yeah, he's American. What writer does George Martin reference? Not Robert Jordan. God damn. God damn, I say god damn. True detective. H.P. Lovecraft, there it is. Why can I fucking remember his name? Oh, H.P. Lovecraft. Oh, I can't yeah. fucking stand his stories, man. He's they not, are he, annoying. He, never did, he never did Carcosa. He did Dunwick Horror. Uh, he did the Necronomicon. He did Cthulhu Mythos. Cthulhu, Cthulhu that's Cthulhu. what it is. Cthulhu, yeah. Cthulhu 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 yeah. Cthulhu, 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 Cthulhu and Carcosa always yeah. get screwed up in my head. Yeah, but, yeah, I I can't, guess, I but his stories, I can't stand his writing. It's so no, he's boring. He's boring. We need Adam here for this conversation because I don't give a fuck about him. I don't either. Adam? That's my point. <laughs> Adam loved. Care. Adam loved him. Oh, he did. I, I I get where people love him because he did create like body horror, which I hate. Cos, cosmology shit, which but I hate. I, I get. I can get why people don't like it. I don't. I I'm on the fence. It's I just don't neat. like the way he wrote. Like I don't. Like oh no, he's boring. Yeah, he's real boring. That's how I feel about Stephen King. Weird. Yeah, Stephen and, King's and to be honest with you, I don't like Stephen King that much. To be honest, yeah, with Stephen King. It's, well, it's so hard, to guys. Read, man. You got to understand that he was writing on a typewriter that was like semi-gloss on it, and the keys were like a, a nice little shine. Each letter was white, but the paper he put in there was like eight by ten, or you know, eight and a half by eleven was the sheet of paper, and he would type, and it would put this black ink on there. This black, black ink. Black like your soul. 
And the ink. Oh, let's go back to the typewriter real quick. So the typewriter, though, and that's Stephen King. And you're like, no, talk about the fucking monster. No, no, no. Stephen King is this. Stephen King is the the flight attendant looked over to her corner and was worried about her kid who had Fruit Loops for breakfast this morning, but he liked Cheetos. But she said he couldn't have Cheetos. So he had she had to run to the store to get him Fruit Loops. Oh, by the way, this is happening over here, and I'd rather see that than this. So here's That's when I Stephen stopped King. reading Stephen King and when I started. Same story. Wow. So I was reading, I believe it was It. Ah, here we go. Yes, and I got like four pages it. in, yeah. and I and he's describing how red a throw pillow on the couch was. And I go, all right, well, and that, that pillow's really red. Okay, I got Whoa! you. Flip the page. That page, how fucking red that pillow is. And I go, nope. And then, and then he talks about uh, uh, some greaser being a bully and some 1950s song that plays in the background. Yeah. And then he talks about uh, gang banging a 12-year-old. I'll talk about his... Uh, I'll read his short stories, but I will never, I, ever read another Stephen King novel. I can understand why, why his shit's adapted for movies because he's so fucking specific. But yeah, I get you. Well, so he's a concept guy. He's a big concept guy. That's all he yeah. is. Like, he's he's the... he's David the, S. Goyer he, of writing. Well, yeah, he's, but yeah, I would say, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he, he is the logline producer for movies. Like, he's just like... Uh, it... Kids have to fight an evil clown. That's supernatural evil clown. Okay, here's your movie. You don't have to go into detail. You don't even have to go into the whole, like, they get lost, and uh, Beverly Marsh, a 12-year-old girl, has to give up her snatch to all the guys, and she talks about each cock that goes inside of her. Oh, yeah. That's and how, the how the fat kids was the biggest. That kid has the biggest she sausage He has the biggest dog. fucking cock she's ever had at 12. And it hurt. Like, it's just like, eh, this isn't necessary. Just have like they got lost and they found their way out and they succeeded. <laughs> I don't. I don't need like they had to fuck and break and destroy their innocence to get away. It's like no. Here's how here's how redundant he is. Yeah. The fact that his movies themselves are sometimes redundant because it yes. too is has such a redundant segment where they have to go back and remember and do the exact same fucking movie. Well, that is that's the movie. Oh. The window. The, the book. Secret, the books. Dark half, dark half. It's always about a writer that is a, a writer that has another id that murders people. His uh, yeah, pseudonym. Secret window, window is the other one. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but you want to you want to talk about a redundant movie? Holy shit, that movie just doesn't fucking end. It Dolores Claiborne. Nothing good, happens, and I've nothing... never seen that. Dolores Claiborne's a very good movie, and that, Kathy I Bates is my one. favorite actress, and I've never Dolores seen Claiborne, that. Oh, you know, you guys see Dolores Claiborne? That's an awesome. Did she get an movie. Oscar for that? She might have been nominated. I don't remember. I don't think so. She she won for Misery. I know that. Okay, so she got, she got nominated the Oscar for, that, for Misery. Then. Yeah, she got nominated yeah. one for that. I know she won for that, but I thought she got. Yeah, yeah. You're probably right. She, probably she might nominated. have been nominated. I wouldn't yeah. doubt it because she's great. It's misery that's... was just torture porn. Oh, Misery's great. But Misery's, misery's fun, and, and yeah, you know, it has those moments where she's just like, she's great. Like her little, he goes gets the phone and he has to like rearrange the things and he. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and like again, another movie about a writer. It's like. Well, yeah, yeah, he does, yeah, he does that a lot. Yeah, I did a hundred things that I burned hell about him, and I'm like, he has seven th- seven jobs in a hat, and seven supernatural creatures in another hat, and he goes, right. all right, well, he, this guy's a writer, and where's he live? The one piece of paper in that hat. Oh, he Maine. lives in Maine. All Maine! right, well, let's go to this one. Asshole. They have a supernatural power. What is it? Uh, can move it's things like, with their mind. The man will never need to write a biography. You know what I mean? He's written several. He did write. He has three of them, I think. Autobiography, yes. He's got Dance Macabre, uh, and then he has the On Writing, which actually, On Writing's a good on book. Writing was, on Writing was. I actually did on read some of that. Pretty good. That's a good one. I, I read it's part sad. of that because it wasn't an actual story, and I was like, yeah. I'm actually more curious in the man himself yeah. than his books. Yeah, I gave that to. I should have kept it. I gave it to some chick about to tell her about writing. Do not ever give a chick anything. No. That was stupid. I know. I gave one of my ex girlfriends a long fucking time ago my uh, one of my shirts. I still <sighs> think about that shirt. What a fucking cunt! <laughs> it was my eighth grade graduation shirt, and it had like everyone's signature on the back, and it was like <clears throat> personalized. Why, it was cool looking. Give, and I gave it away. <laughs> I didn't give it to her. She took it, and I was like, "All right, yeah." Why would, why would she want that? It's, it's not, not her memory. 
Was she in her class in eighth grade? I have no answers for you. I still actually, sadly, you don't know. I I have a shirt just like that in my not my closet, but it's the closet at home. Yeah, my fucking shirt. Give it back. I do actually. It says uh, Phoenix. We love you. 1990 signed nobody. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you, big big middle finger to all the back. All right, so so Dick, what 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 would you give this episode? Oh, definitely an eight. It's a solid eight for sure. Oh, fuck yourself so hard. I think eight is good. Is a good. Okay, let's Um, actually talk about the episode as a whole, not not specifically a scene or anything like that. We're only at fifty minutes, Frank. Calm down. But I agree. No, we're talking about Stephen King for a while. Yeah. Um, yeah, Frank, this time around, you watch it again, right? Any other new thoughts popping up? Do you appreciate it more? Do you hate it more? I actually hate it more for some reason. Cool, cool. So it's just the two of us now. <laughs> yeah, so. I, I almost thought it was that uh, Lincoln episode, the one where the guy goes back in time. No time Remember like the one? past? Is that what it is? Those two is actors it- are really similar, yeah. Because it was the same kind of like gentleman's club setting, and like he comes back and he's like, "We're back in time." And I was like, "Oh, is this this episode?" The That's the same actor. No. Like, I'm going to go do it now. Yeah, yeah it, but then it wasn't. So I was like, oh, "Okay, it's this one." I had seen this one before though, a long time ago. Well, here's the problem. I believe last time we did this, Frank, which I'll look up the date, but you were like, eh, "Give it this," and then I talked about how much I love the cinematography and how much I love the sh- the. The look of you this did. episode, and you yeah. raise your score a bit. Yeah, and it sounds like I need to do the same thing. Only this time, I don't give a shit. <laughs> That's fine. You, you did, did it point once. out things that I never caught on to. Put it that way. We last covered this episode on November thirteenth of twenty seventeen. My God, almost five years ago. Jesus Christ! It deserves its IMDb rating. Eight point four. It's, well, it's top. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's a, that's a good score. Yeah, that's that's yeah, it's top, it's top twenty. Yeah, that's a nice score. Here's the problem with my MD, IMDb score here. Boom. Ten out of ten. Wow. That's, this is that's my top high. five. Yeah. This is like my third favorite episode. I'd say. Wow. That's that's bold. I love it. It's it's, it's one I it's one of the few I actually like vividly remember from childhood. When he pulls his little neckerchief off and they see a little scar. I remember watching it as a kid going, oh, shit. <laughs> like, in kindergarten, he keep in mind. He fucked himself off, Holy buddy. shit. That motherfucker slit his throat. He ain't uh, frail. <laughs> he's not frail or weak or, or see-through or, 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 yeah. or powerless or, yeah. Supine. Whatever thesaurus uh, Rod looked at, he's not any of that. God damn. But yeah, it's it's. I love and going back to what I've said in the beginning, and I guess we can end on this for I me. I think Rod would have stood to have gained looking at the thesaurus for this. <laughs> he looked at a dictionary instead of a thesaurus. <laughs> oh shit! But I I love yeah, the fact that they good writing, especially sci-fi half an hour with a with a twist. You want the audience looking at it's the prestige, which is another reason I love Christopher Nolan. You want the audience mm-hmm. looking over here. So that way, it really happens. They're like, yeah, yeah, I know it's going that. Oh, shit. Right. And over here, there's like, oh, God, he slit his throat. Like, that's the For- surprise. Forgive me. It's been a long time since I've seen any real magic. It's the same same twist as, Frank, we always talk about the double twist. Same twist mm-hmm. as, uh, will the real Martian please stand up? Right. Hey, yes. I'm the real Martian. Here's my three arms. I'm drinking my coffee. Ha ha. Let's, let's my- hear some music. My 14 cups and of coffee. And all of a sudden you get this, and the guy has a big fucking head right here. Or whole, we I, already I, killed right your party. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the twist. Yes. Where it turns out what you were afraid of the whole episode or what you were thinking about didn't fucking matter. And that's the twist on the audience. Where they basically it's like a middle finger to be like, oh, you cared so much about who was the Martian. Don't you look like a dildo over there watching this on your TV? And that's this episode. I don't think it's that extreme. And that's yeah. why Buck Houghton was so important to this fucking TV show. Because if, if he would let Rod do it, that twist wouldn't have mattered to you. I got a feel we're going to talk about Buck fuck. a lot on the next episode. Yeah. Who's here to fuck? Yeah, yeah. Buck and his... Oh, speaking of Jars of Vaseline, on Thursday Relief for Home is definitely, oh, definitely yeah. a Vaseline yeah. episode. The anyway, shot way the fuck up. I love the Joe, fact Joe. that they, they avert your attention to one area, and they don't even like really hint on it, but they're hinting enough to make you go, 
I think I'm ahead of this episode. <laughs> well, yes, that's, that's the old, yeah, the old, uh, whoop! And that's the last thing I want to say regarding yeah. this is how specific of a talent that is. To, to lay enough breadcrumbs to get the audience to follow down that, you know, dark trail for you to stab him with. He slit his throat, bitch! Yeah! <laughs> like, and you catch him off guard and you're like, oh shit, there was a second twist. Well, just like usual suspects. Yeah. Even after all these years, Gabriel Byrne still thinks he might be Kaiser Sose. <laughs> and that's the guy that was in the goddamn thing. He did play him he for a scene. He did. So he said, hey, maybe I'll have Kaiser Sose. He's Irish. He's dumb as shit. Whatever. It's soft brain. Drinks too much. So trust me, I know. And he was married to Ellen Barkin. What kind of Irishman drinks too much? That's fucking sad. <laughs> what are you talking about? <sighs> I don't know. Peaky Blinders. That's all. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, so I gave it a ten. Frank, eight. Dick Gale also gave it an eight. You're both wrong. It's, it's a fine. ten. No, it's clearly it's an eight point four. I can't. Go you tell me it. I'm wrong about perchance, perchance to dream. This is my perchance to dream to you, I guess. But which one's perchance to dream again? Where he has a dream. Keeper chances too. Yeah, it really does not help me. <laughs> Captain Perchance. All you all you need to know is it Frank ends with him going out the window. It does. Oh, oh, that's right. It's the one where he has a heart attack. And he goes yes, and Frank is obsessed with the sexy cat lady. Yes, that one yeah. is not my. Yeah. That, one's, that one's kind of boring. It's okay. It's good. Oh, no, like it's good. It's a good episode. I like. It's it, a yeah. good episode, but it's just like eh, it's, once he goes. Because I didn't see the incoming. That's why I like the uh, carnival. Yeah. I would say it is a top tier. We do the. Tom Elliott grading with the top tier, bottom tier, middle tier. And I specify those in, in weird order for a reason. I put that in my top tier. I really do. It's a it's a really good episode. It's just a... This is in my top three. Literally in my third favorite episode. Maybe fourth after it's Nightmare subjective. as a Child. It's, it's but I got Shadow Play, me. Obsolete Man, either this or Nightmare as a Child. I don't know which. Mm. Even Nightmare as a Child is that high, huh? Yeah. I love the ones That's that... That's a good one. That is a good one. I, I like don't think this ahead of time, but I watched them, and, and and afterwards I was like, oh, shit. Like, the, the less sci-fi involved, the better for me. Mm-hmm. I like Masks a lot. I think Masks is a highly regarded Masks one. Masks is a I great like one. I think Masks is a high one for me. Well, that's when you get, like, sci-fi as a last second, and that's when Rod is his uh, best. When, when the sci-fi is the twist... Something and like the music that. is really good in that episode. Yeah. Just yeah. A... yeah, it's a good one. It's Compared a... I, I Lupino chick. Well, chick it makes jerk. you realize how much how important season five is. Yeah. Because they almost didn't get a fourth and fifth season. Like, really? both of those seasons were really on the rocks. Wow, like they, wow. Like, that's crazy. Uh, like, they the only got the fourth season there. because of that, that show, um, Hospital or whatever it's called. Yeah, some, uh, some random bullshit show. Yeah, because it was an hour slot, so they yeah. need to fill the hour. That's the only reason they got that. Yeah, we'll talk about that next because we're talking fourth season after this. But yeah, okay. So Dick, I know I'm gonna. You said it in the beginning, but real quick, you seen this before? Did I hear yes. you right? Okay. Yeah. Wow. Want to make sure. So we, uh, I just again. You're... I always forget the titles because always the titles I always think are another episode because they all kind of run into each other. It's like you know. I will say before I learn the titles. I completely agree because I bought all those box sets thinking I was getting shadow play by, Oh, execution. That's the episode. Nope. Very different episode. Right. Yeah. All right. I'll buy this one. It has this episode. Nope. Okay. Fuck it. I'll buy them all. I just like, all right, whatever. I have to in this case, those $90 box sets. I bought on Amoeba records in LA. Yeah. It was to find that episode shadow play. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, guys, uh, let's get out of here. Oh, first, Filthy Twilight Zone. I almost forgot. I've been so pissed. Your next stop, the Twilight Zone. Uh, it is Jack Brewer. He's a raucous, a little nouveau riche. You uh, know the type. Uh, Charlie, old man, you don't mind if I do you, boy? And you're the only one that it for me. Now, this is Brewer speaking to me, and I'm supposed to scrape it up for him. I mean, I am supposed to scrape it up as though it were some kind of residue that could be literally scooped up off a floor. The letter you sent me is the most incredible thing I've ever read. Archie, we're friends. I must tell you that my communication to you, Alfred, was not as a friend. 
But as my lawyer... The wager carries with it the following conditions. He will be placed in a room for observation. He will be f***ed with anything he desires by way of diversion, but he will not be able to speak one single word for 12 months. Not one single word. Appeal to your f***ing blood. Oddly enough, it does appeal to my f***ing blood. Nine weeks today that he's been in there. Nine weeks. There's a little bit more where than I gave him credit for. I've been giving this considerable thought. You fulfilled your part of the bargain admirably. As a matter of fact, you have completely me, Tennyson. For example, your wife. She must be for you, Tennyson. Desperately There have been ugly rumors, Archie. Things you've done to him. Like little asides, innuendos, suggestions about his wife. All right, Filthy Twilight Zone. Need more lube. <laughs> I wanted to spend more time on that, but that was when I was like, oh shit, Dick is waiting he, on me. Throw up a boy piece fucked. of paper. <laughs> it was funny. He will be fucked. <laughs> yeah, that was, I had to put all that preamble in there, which was okay at best, to get to that joke. Because if I did that first, it didn't work. I tried. Yeah, yeah. It was funny. I started laughing. Yeah. It's a good one. He will be fucked. With anything you want to be furnished with. <laughs> Your wife is fucked. <laughs> She's horny for you. That's what it was. No. Desperately horny. All right. Um, let's get out of here. Until next time. In the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. Franklin. The Silence. Top three episodes. Top four, maybe. Top four. Fuck you, Frank. Your thumbs down. The, the silence the... of the white man. 